Greetings, fellow travelers. Welcome to the pub that you hang out with, otherwise known as the RPG Cave. I'm one of your hosts, the level 199 Dark Lord Ryan Turford, and I am joined, as always, by the level 199 Battle Alchemist, Dr. Garrett Bland. How's it going, Garrett? I'm doing good, man. You know, I like to tell you many, many things before we get into the show, but I consolidated to three things. So I'm just going to hit those three things real quick. I thought for a second um, there, you were about yeah. to say you consolidated them into the dab and the dab was you telling oh, me three the, different things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of things got into the dab too. A lot of effort there. But uh, did you know today was a holiday? In, I did. In well, it depends yeah. on where you live, because here in Canada, it's a different yeah. holiday than where you live, Garrett. Well, of course, yeah, 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 because ours is President's Day. It's it's celebrating this this one person right. that, uh, yeah, yeah. The celebrating one person, but it's President's Day, like yeah. Plural? Well, well, one person that's still alive, and there's many other people. Oh, I, I guess we, yeah, no, just one acting role, and then all the previous presidents. Okay. I guess fair Except enough. For one. Yeah, here yeah. here in Canada today, Garrett, it's Family yeah. Day. Family, family Day, day. Is, mm. a, is a holiday that is observed by a, more and more businesses every year. I noticed that a lot of stuff was closed this year, which doesn't usually happen on Family Day. Uh, of course, it's a holiday at my work because, um, yeah. you know, we, we kind of get every holiday off. But like, cool. um, yeah, it's it's the day to spend the day with your family. Garrett. OK, All right. That's that's awesome. Uh, I always enjoy days off. So I'm just like, take advantage of it for I sure. Mean, I work today. So oh, yeah, I'm I just got extra money, which was nice. Well, that's nice. Second thing, I did play Lego Fortnite Saturday night with a friend. It's pretty fun. Nice. I'd be down to play with a community night with that because it's really, it's like a better Minecraft. Okay. uh, If I want to put it bluntly, it's like, it's like Dragon Quest Builders, but multiplayer and a little bit more freeform than that. Yeah. We, uh, we did want a community night for that not too long ago with Bowser organizing it. Um, but we had a lot of people joining in. It was super fun. Uh, Lockleth and I built a house together. You can upgrade villages. You can explore caves. There's raiders. There's like, it's so much stuff. It's like really good. Um, but third thing, the Nintendo partner showcase announced and it's super early for me. (laughs) Why is it 6am? Well, isn't it like nine, it's like eight or 9pm Japan time. Okay. So it's just kind of aligning with Japan more because they normally do it simultaneously right like they'll have a japan version sometimes um you could check on that but i'm I'm quickly checking it's actually no hold on it's i i misspoke it's actually 11 p.m tokyo japan time so actually it's not a good time for anyone except for me in in eastern time zone because it's 9 a.m which is fine i I, I, I know nintendo of america is in seattle what's going on like it's, it's really messing me up here. It does sound unusually know. early because the Nintendo Directs are usually at 10 a.m. or later. That's true. Uh, just a little bit later. Now, here I, I don't want to wake up and like look at my phone and just see all the announcements, you know, because that's right. what happens, you know, when, when these things are too early. So we'll see if I wake up in time for this. Yeah, all know. you got to do, Garrett, if you don't wake up in time is just don't check Twitter when you wake up. Just see, set, no, make sure to, no, just set aside... <laughs> like 30 minutes of your time, like have, actually you could do this the night before you could set your computer up. I could just up. deny the app. Like, like do not, you can't open this app the yeah, next you day. Could. Cause like yeah, what you could do the is. next morning, you could, you know, build in like 30 yeah. minutes and then yeah. you just leave the link up to the direct on your computer. 
mm-hmm. cause they'll probably have it, you know, set up ahead of time. Um, I'm yeah. assuming, or just yeah. Nintendo's YouTube channel. Uh, and then you just, you just go there and click the link and watch the direct without any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what, actually we'll what see. I did for the final Fantasy seven state of play. Cause we actually reacted, did a live reaction to that, but I couldn't do it until after I was done work that day. So it was like long after it aired, but I managed to stay spoiler free the entire day. Nice. 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 All right. That, those are my three things, Ryan. I, nice. I, all that out of the way. I'm, I'm ready. Nice. I'm well, well, I mean, I'm going to delay things even further, Gab. If you, sure, if I go may, for it. I love of it. Of course. First of all, as people could probably tell if you're watching the video version, uh, my place is pretty empty at this point. You know, I'm still, not, not everything's gone. I've still got all these, you know, figures and stuff on the top of this shelf. Uh, I got some figures still behind me on there. I still got to wrap up. I got you know, some manga. You got down some there. like books down. Yeah, okay, you got some manga in there. All right. Yeah. Cool. Got, got yeah, a lot yeah. of that stuff, but I've been doing a lot of packing because this will actually be the last podcast I record in this apartment. So the next time you see me, oh, uh, we'll, we'll be on the PlayStation Drive on, on Chatterday or Churday or Saturday, whatever you, whatever What's you prefer. What's happening with that? Jeez. Uh, um, <laughs> you, I will be in a different location, which will be pretty cool. Yeah. Also, uh, for whatever reason, I still haven't packed this copy of VIP starring Pamela Anderson for the PS1. It's still just sitting here on my desk, Garrett. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Um, and, <laughs> and then man, every time you pull up something <laughs> from the table, it's a random it's it's very specific too. it's like a celebrity like woman from like the early 2000s licensed PS1 game. What are you talking about? No the joke. other time uh, I had uh, this other game with this other celebrity, uh, Keith or Sutherland, because it's 24 oh, yeah. on the PlayStation 24. 2. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I, there's those, I mean, there's probably celebrity women in that game, but uh, you never know. Of course there you is. Never know. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. I got to give a shout out, Garrett, to not an RPG, but something that kept me company while I was packing. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching the Mega Man cartoon while I was packing because I had never seen it before. The Mega okay. Man cartoon, for folks that don't know, came out in like the 90s. Um, okay. And it, you know, stars Mega Man in his sister role and they take down Dr. Wily's robots and it's great. It's actually a, like a pretty fun cartoon um, mm-hmm. that I just, never watched before but i decided yeah what the heck while i'm packing i may as well watch these Mega Man cartoons and i get to see like top man trying to be like this you know playboy and then like magnet man using his powers of mag- magnetic ability to like throw robots around and stuff like that and it, it is really cool it's a cool show so there you go nice i like Mega Man. so Get we we, uh, we I, I like the tangents like this every once in a while Garrett. we should do this more often but yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's, All the but time. before we do that, Garrett, we should yes. probably clear the dungeon, get to that raid okay. boss as quickly as possible. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of amazing ways you can do that. Number one, if you're watching the live stream right now over at youtube.com slash gaming, or if you're watching the video on demand later, don't forget to slightly tap that subscribe button, smash kick that like button, and let us know in the comments below uh, what you think the future of RPGs on PlayStation is like, or do you like playing role-playing games on PlayStation? Let us know. We would love to hear from you. Also, if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to, of course, rate us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, maybe leave us a nice Apple Podcast review or a Spotify comment as well. Um, Those are pretty cool. And also, just hitting that five-star rating on uh, on, uh, the podcast feeds really helps. Also, Mm -hmm. if you want one big... Uh, podcast feed with the entire Carpool Gaming cinematic universe on it. You can head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. We also have a website, carpoolgaming.com for all of your merch needs, including your RPG Cave t-shirt or any other t-shirts from any of our other shows. 
you want to check out there like that uh, that limited edition xbox drive 300 t-shirt which no longer exists the the, the t-shirt that garrett's wearing. but i got it i love but it garrett got it's it. a great shirt you got it um real quick garrett before we move into our reading from the sacred text, uh, I noticed as well, we've been we've been posting a lot about Persona 3 in the Discord. Uh, yes. People keep asking, when, when are we going to talk about this game some more? Um, I think we're you and I are both like similar points in the game because I'm in September okay. and you're in You're in August. September. OK, OK. Yeah. I'm in August. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're getting close. We're getting close. We'll we'll. I would say like we're like a I would say we're maybe like a month away from finishing this game like both of us mm. I would imagine. So I would I would hope I'm done in two to three weeks. Yeah, I I would say for me personally because I I'm not gonna do Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So I, I yeah. I'm just I'm I'm focusing all of my efforts into finishing this game before Unicorn Overlord and before Dragon's Dogma Two just swipes me away. Yeah, and, into the RPG vastness. <laughs> I was going to say, um, like, how, yeah. how good does Unicorn Overlook Lord look it now with so that new trailer? Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> that game looks awesome. I, I just want to play it so bad. It, you know, it actually reminds me of, like, a, a mobile game. Not in a bad way. It's just, like, it has that 2D story-driven thing, and it's a tactical RPG. It's just, like, man. Yeah. That'd be so, I, I would love playing that on the Steam Deck, for sure. Yeah. It's so, going to be fun. Can't so, wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also Kevin Ainsworth responded to us uh, from last week's show. So he true. would lo- he would be very open to joining us to talk about Persona 3. So uh, look out cool. for that sometime in the future, folks. Probably in the next month or so, we'll try and organize an episode for Persona 3. Whenever we finish it, essentially. Yeah, but, sounds good. Yeah. But enough about that, Garrett. It is time to read from the sacred texts um, because it, we were doing part two of our three-part series. Last week, we did Nintendo. Um, yes. which is just fitting because we get, we're getting the partner showcase this weekend. Maybe there's a whole bunch of RPGs there. Probably not. It's probably just going to be all th- farming simulators, Garrett. And high yeah, fun 80% farming sim- simulators, 20% cool indies. Yeah. That's, that's my I mean, guess. Yeah. Maybe. And hi-fi rush. <laughs> maybe the summoning circles will work and maybe Hollow Knight Silk Song will reemerge. We'll oh see. Oh my gosh. I guess we'll find out. I but just don't want to see that. <laughs> I just want it to be over I, at this point. Yeah. I want it to be over too. Yeah. Yeah. But... Until then, uh, we're going to start talk about the state of RPGs currently in the year of our Lord 2024 in PlayStationville. This mm. time we're turning our attention, our gaze. The eye, eye of the RPG cave has been turned to the, play, the realm of PlayStation mm-hmm. uh, this time around. So we're going to talk about, you know, where the state of, of PlayStation role-playing games are and where things are going. And uh, I've got a couple little th- other extra bonus things for us to talk about here before, of course, we get to everyone's cool. questions. So um, first of all, Garrett, it might be of no surprise to you at all that the, uh, the, 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 the console of choice, the console jour for a lot of people when it comes to role-playing games is the PlayStation 5 because it has, oh, really? it, it pretty much gets almost every role-playing game out there. Except for the ones that only come to PC, basically, or the, yeah, or like yeah. the one or two Switch exclusives, essentially. Well, now you got Xbox RPG exclusives, and you have a lot of Nintendo RPG exclusives. But yeah. I, I see your point in terms of just like third-party JRPGs, yeah. Um, yeah, and like just third-party in general. You, you get everything in PlayStation. It's, it's yeah. kind of like a given. 
yeah. compared to other systems. Because well, a lot for a lot of developers, it's just the default platform. When they want to develop like a, a high profile game that isn't meant for j- just um, portable consoles, generally speaking, it targets the PlayStation Five. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that, in fact, that's one of the things we learned from, from digital foundry, uh, like looks at a bunch of different games lately. It's just like they run slightly better on the PlayStation five because it, you can definitely tell like they were like, that was like the lead platform for a lot of these. Right. Games. Right. That was the focus of develop, development for sure. And I, I think it's just a matter of how things are loaded into the PS five. It's a little bit more custom than, um, just a regular PC or even Xbox. So it's yeah. uh, pretty interesting. It also helps too that like last year in particular was very strong for role playing games on yes uh, PlayStation. Um, it was a big year for RPGs in general last year, but more so even on PlayStation. I think it was like probably the best platform for role playing games last year, and this year it's shaping up to probably be the best one again. We'll go through them okay. uh, and kind of talk about this a little bit. And there's going to be a lot of crossover from last week's episode because um, a lot of the like some of these are also coming to Switch. Um, Mm -hmm. so we definitely have a little bit of crossover here, but, uh, let's start with the games that we currently have out as far as role-playing games. Cause if you remember from last week, Garrett, there were literally none, (laughs) there were no (laughs) role-playing games out on switch. Uh, but that's very different from PlayStation. Cause of course we got like a dragon, infinite wealth, grand blue Mm -hmm. fantasy relink, which is an exclusive PlayStation. Um, I'm, when I say exclusive, I mean, console exclusive. exclusive, Most of these are also on PCs as well, but yeah. Um, persona three reload and banishers ghosts of new Eden, which came out last week. And a lot of people like that game. I know Kevin just finished it and said he loved it. So, um, it's his favorite game of of the gen. (laughs) He said it's one of his favorite games of the gen. I want to make sure we're we're crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah. That is, it it was just surprising to see given Mm -hmm. how many games he plays. So, True. Yeah, cool. But I also cool. know I've heard from other people who are playing this game besides I heard Kevin, it's good. who also really love this game too. So I, I'm, I'm, it's piquing my interest. Uh, I and I really want to play Vampire as well. Uh, yep. That's been long in my backlog, and I, I like this action RPG type of elements with with emotion with it. So yeah, maybe pick up Banishers this year for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is definitely like I, I've, I've mentioned on the show before, but Banishers is very much for me the kind of a wait and wait for sale kind of game. Since yeah. I'm not, not, not going to be able to get to it right away, anyways, because of all these other games that are coming out that we're going to get to in a second. Um, I know that it's it's the one that's going to sit on the back burner for me. So it's just I may as well wait till it's on sale mm-hmm. before I grab mm-hmm. it. But um, so those are the games we've got already. So only four RPGs, but that's four hundred percent more than the Nintendo Switch has at the moment, which is which is something. It's not so. Golden Sun, though. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's an old game that just got re-released on the, the Switch Online service. That's do you, true. Do you want me to count all the... Uh, do you want me to count Grandia on PS1 coming to PlayStation Plus Premium? Sure. Sounds like, good. <laughs> I could count that if you want. That technically came out this year. Oh, okay. Well, good for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Grandia, by the way, made by the same company that made Lunar, Garrett. If it, if it really? makes you feel better. Yeah. Okay, I've heard Lunar and I've heard Lunar, like the moon. Is it Lunar? They're both the same. They both mean the same thing, Garrett. Oh, like it's okay. it's the difference between tomato and tomato. Is it thing. though? I've never it heard is. Lunar. <laughs> okay, all right. Sounds Maybe good. I'm just weird. I don't fucking. I, yeah, I, I don't know either. I almost, I almost swore there. That was that was <laughs> that was not good. Um, future Ryan's gonna have to edit, edit that out. Um, okay, anyways, um, let's talk about the games that are upcoming, Garrett. Sure. For PlayStation, because this is a long list. In fact, um, I purposely did not write down all of them because at my count there was like sixty games coming to play 60 role-playing games coming to playstation this year um so we're gonna do the ones that are like 
the more like, you know, the, the high profile ones, the ones that like, you know, we know that you guys are excited about. So number one, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming out next week. Of course, it's an exclusive on PlayStation. That's the biggest RPG console exclusive you can ever think of like yeah. this year. And even it just, I just want to go over how um, just important Final Fantasy VII Remake and, and Rebirth coming up really is. And just in terms of just the PlayStation ecosystem, because they really have a stronghold with that that franchise yeah. now i mean final fantasy 16 was great and all and it's still console exclusive although i i, I think it's gonna you know it, it will come to pc this year uh that's mm-hmm. what they've been hinting towards well but they man, didn't hint at it they already announced it the, so yeah they we just don't it, have the sorry. release date yeah yeah exactly exactly but with final fantasy 7 the the remake series or whatever you want to call it they they have it under <laughs> they have it under their their belts like yeah. xbox is not gonna get it pc is not gonna get it at least well no actually pc will get it sorry yeah they, pc they got the last yeah. the last one and i think that's true from what we saw from the trailer for rebirth um and i'd have to you know, fact check this because i don't remember what the exact wording says at the bottom but the exclusivity window is actually shorter i think this time around i think it's only like oh interesting uh like six months or something um before it can come to other platforms so i actually suspect we might even see before the end of the year it comes to pc maybe but, yeah yeah, yeah. Cool, but yeah, cool. definitely they're not coming to Xbox. I think they signed some kind of deal a long time ago, like back in the early PS4 era when they first announced 7 yeah. Remake was coming, that like these games would never come to Xbox. Kind of thing. It's just, man, that's that's pretty big. I, I, yeah. I think, yeah, if you talk about the current state of RPGs and PlayStation, Final Fantasy 7 series, whatever you want to call it, is the biggest one currently, yeah. presently. in the. I in was going to say, it's probably the biggest role-playing game that's coming out this year at this mm-hmm. point and honestly it might be one of the yeah. biggest games to release just this year at all i mean i it's hard for me to say that because obviously power world exists and power oh, of world course, yeah s- sold like crazy <laughs> no but, but seriously players man <laughs> well i mean even just the number sold for power world is like over it's like pretty big 10 million yeah, yeah, yeah. plus i don't think Re- rebirth gets to power world numbers but i do think it's going to be in the territory of like a god of war ragnarok or right. spider-man 2 um, probably like closer to the Spider-Man two numbers. So I do mm-hmm. think it's going to be a big game. Um, of course though, about a week and a half later, we got unicorn overlord. We talked about that last time. Still oh. awesome. We're excited about it. Dragon's dogma two, of course, yeah. coming out, uh, uh, like right around my birthday. I think it comes out the day after my birthday, which is exciting. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. I know. And the same day, an exclusive RPG comes to PlayStation rise right. of the Ronin, from Team Ninja, which I'm excited about because I love Team Ninja's games. Uh, and this one time you uh, you play as a ninja and it's uh, very much like a Souls-like uh, RPG. I like Neo a lot and mm-hmm. I like Team Ninja's like Souls-like games a lot more than, than FromSoft's actually. So I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Um, yeah. So I, I actually saw the latest, uh, you know, the latest gameplay trailer in the state of play for Rise of the Ronin and it actually reminds me a lot of um a very fast versatile assassin's creed like because mm-hmm. because I, I you know i i'm a classic art assassin's creed fan i've played a lot of like the two and revelations and three and that specifically just like more in terms of feudal japan or, or whatever is like an asian setting um <laughs> with that character just grab grab hooking everywhere and just going all crazy it doesn't look too 
Neo or two Dark Souls or, or, or you know, that that type of vibe in, in my head. It looks a little bit mm-hmm. more arcadey to me, which I mean, I'm, de- I'm interested. I was just going to say, they ha- it doesn't look like they've shown a lot of those elements yet, but they've described it in interviews as that's the kind of game this uh, is. I see. I see. So, um, but at the same time, it's like these those games like Neo, as an example, have been much more in the fast action kind of game, like genre mm-hmm. with, you know, RPG elements than um, the, the traditional souls born games are like, they, they don't move at the slow pace that a lot of, yeah, the yeah they're pretty fast do. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like th- this is actually probably a lot more similar to something like, uh, Wo Long, which came out last year, actually. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. I, I'm interested to see what this game looks like and just more in terms of reviews, of course, the same day as Dragon's Dogma too. So it's not going to be yeah. in my radar, uh, anytime soon, but, but I think you and I will cool. split up on that. Cause like you'll yeah. play, you'll play Dragon's Dogma too. And I'll play Rise of the Ronin. I think, I yeah. think that's like the perfect compromise. Uh, yeah, yeah, or I mean, we both could just play this copy of VIP uh, starring Pamela Anderson on the PlayStation one. Oh buddy. <laughs> and of course. Coming up, coming up next in April, of course, we got Iodin Chronicle 100 Heroes and Saga yep. Emerald Beyond because I'm reminding Garrett once again that Saga Emerald Beyond is a game that exists. Is that that's coming to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation, right? It is. It's coming to both. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just I only said that because last time last week we talked about this and you're like I keep forgetting that game is actually coming out. Yeah, now now you remind me weekly that that game exists and it's coming out and we'll see how it goes. I, I you know it would be interesting if it was a good like a like a good reviewed game that that would yeah. be cool to see for the saga series. Um, yeah, but yeah. Well, they've yeah. had the good reviewed games, but they're all older games. Like the, none of the newer saga games are reviewed well. I see. Um, I see. And that also that same week, we also got Sandland. Sandland. The first time we're talking about Sandland. That's the Akira Toriyama um, game based off this old manga that he made. Of course, Akira Toriyama is the creator of Dragon Ball Z, but he also he also did um, like all the art for all the Dragon Quest games. Um, And this is like an action RPG in like the Sandland license. Um, And so. Iodin Chronicles Hundred Heroes, Saga Emerald Beyond, and Sandland all come out the same week. Because that's course they do. that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, what, um, like what are we even doing here? Yeah, Sandland is is it Bandai Namco? It is. Okay, that's Bandai Namco, and Saga is is uh, Square Enix. And what was the other yeah. game? Uh, Iodin uh, Chronicle. Iodin, okay, yeah, they're they're indie studio. Okay, yeah, yeah so they're just. Doing the yeah. thing. <laughs> I think that one's actually being published by 505 Games. Oh, that, that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I can't remember, but uh, yeah. Um, anyways. Um, so. I'm excited for Iodin Chronicles. Uh, I haven't played Suikoden, so I, I don't know what I'm getting into in terms of that, but I have seen like the gameplay overview of uh, that, you know, that specific game, and it looks great. Um, it looks like it would be a cool way to, to go through that type of style you know, revitalized and from an indie studio and from the crea- original creators over there. So, um, and it's going to be on game pass. I'll play over there mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. and then Sandland, did you watch the gameplay overview video that I, I shared today? I'm curious. I, I didn't see the one from today. No. Okay. I, I want your impressions of, uh, after the video. Um, it's a 10 minute video that I put on discord um, I think it just got released today or whatever. 
And it's just a gameplay overview of what Sandland is. And like okay. what like what are the kind of mechanics and combat and the quests and the skill tree system and the vehicles. And it looks dope. Like okay. I I got pretty I got more excited uh, after going through that 10 minute trailer about the game than anything else. Um I remember Grand Blue, we were we were hyped for it, but it was more of a visual aesthetically pleasing game than anything. Yeah. It wasn't anything to do with the gameplay, but Sandland, they they went really deep into this. So I just I, I'm I'm holding reservations uh for you until you, you know, uh kind okay. of go through that that trailer. So I do kind of want to watch it because like, yeah, the thing is with Grand Blue, the reason why I think for the hype for me fell off for that was just in the the trailers we had for it, the combat looked like it was fun, but they didn't show like you just chipping away from at the boss right. for like <laughs> five to ten minutes or longer sometimes with some of these boss fights. And I'm just like, no, thank you. I'm good. I because that was one of the things I found with the demo right away that kind of you know irked me a little bit with mm-hmm. that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sandland, I, I skimmed through the trailer a little bit. Of course, I, I promise I'll watch it after the show um, in, in 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 earnest. Uh, but, uh, that, that you got me more interested in that game. Cause that game yeah. was like, not at all my radar or something to be excited about. Yeah. So. It has like action combat with your individual characters, but you also have, um, of course you have skill traits associated with them, but also the vehicles and the vehicles, there's multiple vehicles and there's multiple upgrades, uh, mm. with each of the vehicles and they kind of serve their own purpose, um, and, and against bigger bosses. And it's, I, I think it looks pretty cool. So okay. yeah. I'm more nice. excited about Sandland. Yeah. After that. Well, next up, Garrett, in May, we got Cards RPG. Right. The Misty Battlefield. That one's coming to Switch, but also also PlayStation. Nice. Um, and then the last game we have a release date for, which is in uh June, I believe, is Black Myth Wukong. This is the game that's uh, like yeah. um the the journey to the West style um game that that is like an action role-playing game. Yes. Which has been in development forever at yes. this point. And one yeah. of the China hero projects uh, yeah. that PlayStation funded. So, yep. yeah. But cool. even though PlayStation funded it, it is coming to every platform, even right. Xbox. Even Xbox. Yeah. But except Switch, not coming there because we didn't talk about it. <laughs> it, won't, it won't run on there for sure. No. Uh, yeah. It looks pretty high. It, it, it looks high caliber for sure. Very fluid action combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I see trailers of them, looks pretty good. Sure. A lot of people are excited about that game. So. Yeah. Um, so those are the games we know have release dates this year, like exact release dates. As for the ones that are dated for 2024, of course, we've got the Legend of Heroes Trails Through Daybreak, Garrett. Of course, we got another another Legend of Heroes game. Of course, there every is. year there's another one this year. Well, I heard just, just for Subway Prime. Subway yeah. Prime's excited. The I heard the Trails Through Daybreak is not turn based, or it's a mixture of turn based and action. Like, like yeah. it's, it's kind of like a metaphor re Fantasio a little bit. Yeah. I saw yeah. that and I'm like, that's weird, but also I'm in, intrigued. Yeah. But yeah. Also, I'm also probably not going to play it because it, 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 it's still part of the same giant storyline. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not going to go through it. It connects 50 characters across all the trail series. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, of course, we talked about this one last week's show too. The Legend of Legacy HD remastered is also coming to PlayStation this year. Oh, girl. No. Yeah, uh, of course. The Alliance here. Alive prequel, for originally a 3DS game, coming to coming to PlayStation Five this year. 
I, I man, I, I I didn't know they had a prequel, but they do, and I just I can't. No, yeah. I'll ignore it. Yeah. Uh, next up, you mentioned it just now, Garrett. Metaphor Refantasio come to PlayStation this year. Of course, the newest game from um, the 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 uh, like the Atlas, the the team that made uh, Catherine Full Body. That was their last game. So going to be interested to see how they do with this one. So I, I, I question for you. So the Persona Studios, is there two of them, yeah. right? Okay. And they kind of yeah. rotate. It, it, one's the Persona, like, like mainline One is series. just referred to as the Persona team. Okay. Like yeah. Studio. Yeah. And then there's this other off, like, kind of, not off yeah. brand, but like, you know. Studio side. Zero is what they're referred to as. I see. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see that, especially because it, it borrows elements pers- from Persona. But it as does, you mentioned, yeah. it's got like that action combat, especially for like dealing with lower level enemies. That'll be like an interesting mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to I like to, to see this formula with like a new IP Me too. around it, and yeah. especially with like a new setting and stuff, too. Like, I think like this is going to be a breath of the fresh air for uh, the Persona games in a way. And I think that this is going to be pretty cool. So th- this is one I'm pretty yeah. excited about. It has a... I like the aesthetic of it. It has a edginess to it. And our style's uh man, what does it remind remind me of? Like a storybook kind of I don't know. It has a lot of like outlines more than any kind of persona game that's more uh just anime-ish, uh for sure. So I I it looks aesthetically awesome to me. Like I, I'm down to play this. So nice. Nice. Um, next up, we got Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which we right. talked about a long time ago on our pen and paper RPG episode. Um, that game, of course, you know, was supposed to come out last year, but did get delayed to this year. Um, it's I'm, developed by I'm, the Chinese room, right? It is developed by the Chinese room for some reason, but they, you know what? They recently did a, um, they did an update with this. Did you see it? The I did play? not see it. Oh my gosh. It, I... <laughs> man so i went through a little bit of the gameplay of this and it just reminds me of a. Uh, it really reminds me uh, in terms of just aesthetics just like like the movements and and, and everything it reminds me of redfall not in terms of gameplay because you know that's first person shooter but i'm just right. yeah it just turns a first person view and just like how the vampires are going around it looks very um generic uh in okay. a way but but at the same time, I, I don't know how it feels, so I, I don't have any judgment of like how the gameplay mm-hmm. looks, but it just looks like you're you're just beating up zombies and monsters over and over again in slow motion. That's mm. that's pretty much how it looks to me. Um, that's really weird because like it's vi- that sounds very different from the original game, which the original game was very like the original Bloodlines was very similar to something like Fallout or Elder no, Scrolls, yeah, but, this but with less very, exploration. This was much more action, arcade-focused combat, okay. uh, where you're kind of just you're kind of just going and trashing monsters left and right. You have magic abilities, of course, but also like you go into this encounter into like like a like a just a monster or whatever, and it just goes slow motion. It's like, all right, now punch him like twenty million times, and I'm oh like, oh my god. All right, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> what? So. Well, that's disappointing. That yeah. kind of makes me sad a little bit because I was looking forward to like 
something that was kind of like the original Bloodlines, which is kind of what they announced it was going to be when they announced this. So I think there's some uh, choice behind it, but that I'm just saying what I've seen in terms of yeah. just the gameplay. So maybe they know. maybe they did like a, a tr- like the, uh, a trailer focusing on what the combat's like, but not necessarily what the full yeah like yeah. gameplay was like. So, but that's um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Next up, this summer. This we summer. only have, we have summer 2024 for this one. Visions of Mana comes out. I of course am very excited about this one. I love cool. the Mana series, so I'm very excited that we're getting a proper brand new entry in the Mana series for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm excited for it. But weird that it's com- not coming to Switch. But I think we talked about that before. But I think that's like a Switch Two game probably. Definitely a Switch 2 game. Also, I just want to shout out how terribly wrong we were with Switch 2 releases. Now, now we're just <laughs> hearing last week's well, news. Well, I mean, uh, we're not wrong if they haven't, an, if, if uh, they decided at the last minute to push it to next year, Garrett. That's not on us. Yeah, that's like, true. We'll yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> we, we were only working with the information we had access to at the time. Garrett. That's true. It's just like the information I had at the time when I picked up this copy of VIP starring Pamela Anderson on the PlayStation. That's 1. the third time in this episode. <laughs> My goodness. I, I want to, you know, talk more about Visions of Mana because I, I do want to play the previous one. Tra- is it Trails of Mana, right? Trials. Trials, right. Um, I do have that on Switch, uh, okay. I, I like physical. And it's like that, that definitely sounds a game I want to play before okay. I get into Visions. But I think um visions of mana could be a game pass game it's kind of there's there's some been rumbling some hints we'll see i, I mean we'll see. it could be but they also haven't announced it either so that's true um yeah that's a that's a bet you're gonna have to take yourself garrett well i i'm just i won't buy it day one for sure because yeah. i'd rather go through trials first yeah i will also mention that the the mana games are are not usually connected in any way they're usually again like final fantasy right. where they're like independent stories that take place in the same in the same world essentially yeah 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 yeah. Um, but next up, speaking of your favorite company in the world, Garrett, Falcom. Oh, we course. got Ease X Nor- Nordics coming out this year. That's true. Which actually East came 10. out in Japan because that came out in Japan last year. But mm-hmm. coming out in North America this year. Um, and it had really good reviews in Japan. I think it was uh, 84 on open credit. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really good. So um, again, I think they released a, a trailer for it not too long ago to announce kind of That's the true. North American version coming uh, and it looks cool, but it's also, it looks like another ease game to me. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know when I'm going to play that game at some point. Maybe when Savoy Prime forces me to play. Ease 8 first. That's the one I have. Um, So I'll I'll play that first before I even think about ease, uh, even ease 9 or ease 10. They're they're kind of, you know, they're kind of this, I'm not saying they're the same exact game, but they're just very close, you know, with one another mm-hmm. that I think I can have a good experience first trying to go through use eight before I, I try anything yeah. else. Yeah. And it's like a weird series too, because like the series, like the E series has, um, the main character is the same across all the games. Yeah. But, okay. but the story is, it doesn't carry across all the games, which is weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's just this yeah. red hair. Uh, Yarden asked, why is it called Ease? A wise Ease? I don't know. Um, ask Japan. So, someone in the TurboGrafx-16 era thought it was a good idea to call the game Ease. So they did. So they did. Y-S. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit actually on the, on the Falcom episode that we did a long time ago. A long but, time ago now, yeah. Yeah. And then the last game 
that we know about coming to the old PS5 this year uh, is Zenless Zone Zero, which is an exclusive. Um, this is, mm. of course, is the new Hoyoverse game. So another game from oh, the Genshin great. Impact and Honkai yeah. Stairware developers coming to PlayStation 5 later this year. Um, and of course, it's an exclusive to PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. um, just like all the other games from them. And it's another action RPG, kind of like Genshin Impact, but with with new characters, Garrett. New characters. Uh, brand new characters to to get all your money. Yeah, in a different world. But, in a different world. Yeah. 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 Cool. I like Honkai Star Rail, but I'm also like the not the type of person who's like super into their games. Yeah, I I, I think they're well made. I think they're <laughs> pretty good to to get into, but I think it's just a little too much uh, stuff going on in the HUD in the screen. It, it, it's a little too much for me. And I just like yeah. I, I can't get into this. It's too, it's too mobile for me. I, I like to mm-hmm. say, yeah, but. yeah. So yeah. This was the list of the games that, again, that, that I highlighted. There are so many more coming, including, again, just so many RPGs that There's are basically so being re-released on PS5 after be, having PS4 versions, like multiple Trails games and other games. So I didn't, I didn't mention some of those. So if your favorite RPG up, that's upcoming didn't get mentioned, I'm sorry. I, we only had so much time on the show to talk about role-playing games. So, um, yeah, I, either way. PS5 sitting pretty with role-playing games already this year. And there's still probably way more role-playing games to be announced for this year that we don't even know about yet at this point. And and would you agree the big, the big exclusive console exclusive is rise of the Ronin and final fantasy seven rebirth. Those are, those are the big two uh, that PlayStation has going for them. Um, yep. So cool. Grand Blue yeah. also sold pretty well as well. Grand I know Blue, it's yeah. over. I think it's over a million copies already. It um, is. Yeah. So they already announced that. So I mean, I imagine sales for that are also really good. But you're right. Like I think Rise of the Ronin is like the big kind of first party published right. exclusive. And then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is probably just the one of the biggest games on PlayStation at all this year, let alone yeah. in the role playing game realm. So yeah. 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 Um, either way, is PlayStation sitting pretty good? role-playing games Mm -hmm. in the year of our Lord 2024. I think like of the three companies and we'll talk about Xbox next week, but I think of the three companies are probably the the strongest, which Mm -hmm. is to be expected. Like I'm not, this does not surprise me at all, Garrett. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't surprise me either. You know me, like uh, I'm not really big into PlayStation in terms of its ecosystem. I was back in, you know, I was, I, I got my PS4. That was my first really PlayStation console that I really dug into as a gamer uh, in 2013, 2014, right? And that was my sole console for like a good while. And then I, I kind of easily went back to Xbox and I, you know, I just went agnostic. You know, I have PC and, and Switch now. I think, uh, yeah, in terms of just like the third party support and then the first part we published, uh, Rise of the Ronin and everything, it's great. Yeah. Uh, it, the games are great on PlayStation. I like I like the trophy system a lot too, um, and if I just didn't, um, you know, it's it's just where you put your digital library. If you didn't, if I didn't put it in Steam, if I didn't put it in, it will mainly with Game Pass with Xbox, and it would definitely be on PlayStation, and and I would just play it from there, and it would just work just fine there compared to you know these other systems I play. In terms of just like in house first party, I'm just yeah at this point. I, I mean, there's really no RPGs 
and and absent of it. And and that's just the nature of the business, you know, the nature of what it is right now. It's not like anything bad or anything like that for, no, for, for they're definitely like of the three third first party companies. They're the ones that put the least amount of money into role playing games. And and rightfully so, because they have enough support. Uh, (laughs) You know, they kind of shut down place. It was just Japan studios. You know, yep. the, the ones that were kind of making these smaller experimental games, including some RPGs here and there. Um, and now it's just like, OK, we got our kind of cream of the crop, triple A studio story based, you know, action games. And then we have our uh, initiative going more live service. And, and that's where I just see the direction. Um, I know people would love Bloodborne to come back. <laughs> that's the one game I hear time and time again from from Soulsborne fans that they, this game needs to be remade, needs to be ported over to PS5. And it's such a mystery to me that it hasn't come back or hasn't been even hinted at at all. Yep. Maybe they were probably thinking about it. They have some stake in uh, from software now, uh, a good uh, percentage. Um, but yeah, I, I just... It's like um, Hollow Knight Silk Song. It's just like yeah. it'll it'll never come. Um, well, it's also one of those things too, where I'd like. I also don't feel like they even like from software wants to go back to Bloodborne at this point. Like I don't no, think they no, want no. to do a Bloodborne remake or anything like that. Like Sony would have to find another studio to do that, whether it's Blue Point or someone else. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I feel like if that happens at all, it'll be like a remake from like blue point or something since they did the demon souls remake yeah like, that, that, so that's a good question what what is blue point up to are, do they have any current projects going on uh we don't know and it is not well, going to come out for a while too uh yeah we do yeah. know that they mentioned a long time ago that the next game that they are developing is most likely a new ip that's cool that's really cool i'm i'm interested to know what they're doing because they've been doing all this remakes of first party games and they've been really true to them. Uh, well, that's all they've, they've all, that's all they've done. Like yeah. whatever new IP would come out would be their first original game. Cause yeah. they don't, they don't really have original games. They've only done like remakes or ports of other games. Before. Yeah. So um, they kind of remind me of Aspire in a way. Cause when Aspire mentioned that they were going to do like, and that's when they were going to do the Knights of the Republic remake. Um, that would have been like the first, like, actual factual like game for them that was developed like from the ground up there mm-hmm. um for them so. yeah yeah i i think you know blue point knocked it out of the park with demon souls i think people who are into the you know souls born like and wanted a ps5 just right then and there boom they got it you know like they they got that that nice uh fill you know with with demon souls remake from blue point uh, I, i'm curious what the new ip would be um, cause mm-hmm. they, they, they do technically a good job with, with these other games. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, my thinking. It makes sense. And, uh, Jordan also brings up a good point in the chat as well. Cause we just got the news this week about Elden Ring. I think from Jordan says, I think they want to own all their IPs. I think that they just got the rights to Elden Ring they back did. from Bandai Namco, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're right. Like, I think they are, they want to be invested in properties that they own. Yes. Cause, cause likewise, I don't even think they own the Dark Souls IP either. I think Bandai Namco also has that. Or maybe they got it back a long time ago too. Maybe I'm I missed that news. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh I I know they well, yeah, I don't know. Uh too yeah. much of that. So But but well. I also know I also think they're just done with Dark Souls too. So I think like they're like Yeah, very they want to do like, other stuff for sure. Yeah. 
like whether I think the only sequel we get from them anytime soon is Elden Ring 2. Um, otherwise, I think they're just I think from software is just moving on to something else if it's not Elden Ring 2. Mm-hmm. I think that's whatever their, their next game is. So um, or maybe another Armor Core game after, mm-hmm. you know, Armor Core came out last year. But um, yeah, I'd be interested to see what comes out. But yeah, as far as first party, um, it's too bad because like back in the PS1 era, we did get a lot of first party PlayStation role playing games Yeah, because they did try a lot of that stuff. We got Legend of Dragoon. We got Wild Arms. Yeah, We got a bunch of different stuff from Sony, like a bunch of different role playing games. Whereas the closest we've gotten to a modern day role playing game from Sony, besides the, you know, the Demon Souls remake is Horizon with like yeah. Horizon um, Forbidden West as an example. It's like, yeah, it's, I, it's on that one's like debatable. I think it's debatably a role playing game. I think that I think Ghost of Tsushima is debatable, too. Uh, I think both of them, the, those two yeah. are as close as you're going to get. They're action games with RPG elements uh, in yeah, general. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're on the they're on the precipice. They're they're in the Final Fantasy 16 space, if I might call it that. Yeah, mm, that was- yeah. <laughs> Old. <laughs> yeah i would personally i though i would love to see sony come back in a big way with role-playing games though whether it is like a, a wild arms sequel or you know reboot of some kind mm-hmm. or even something like legend legend of dragoon even if like they had one of their studios remake something like legend dragoon because that's like a a really beloved role-playing game that's from true. the ps1 era like i think people would flip their lids for that like i think people would be so, pretty excited they ported all of their wild arms um they they ported all, no mo- not only not yet. all of them See, there's oh, okay. five of them there's uh, five of them i know there's five so uh, how many have they released so far two only so two. wild arms oh. one and wild arms two yeah. i because the because th- the other oh wild arms three is also a PS2 classic as well. So okay. actually, technically, you're right. Three of them. I forgot about Wild Arms 3. Okay. But Wild Arms 4 and Wild Arms 5 are PS2 games. Mm. So, um, I mean, maybe one day when they maybe eventually port PS new PS2 games to PlayStation 5, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yarden actually brings up a good point with this, saying God of War turn-based role-playing game, give it to me. Like, that's something... Also, I would like to see maybe them do with, with some of their existing IPs. Maybe turn, have like an RPG spinoff or like yep. a, a tactical role-playing game or something like that spinoff of an existing IP. Like what if her, what if they did like a Horizon tactical role-playing game or something? Or what if they I did? would love Horizon. Yeah, tactical role-playing game or I was thinking more like, uh, oh man, uh, like like uh, over the top kind of turn-based game not not tactical okay. like 2d but like which is more orthogonal that'd be kind of cool cover-based shooter yep. type of rpg like uh man why am i blanking valkyria chronicles valkyria well valkyria chronicles is one what was i thinking oh my gosh i i don't know why i'm, I'm drawing up natural doctrine you were thinking of natural doctrine <laughs> of course clearly. i am yeah XCOM. Yeah. that's that's the one i was thinking yeah. of. i was like wait actually i have it in my head <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, now that you mentioned that, you know what I what Sony IP would be really good for like an XCOM style game mm-hmm. is Killzone. I think that, that would, would be like I a would really down. good mm-hmm. XCOM style role playing game. Like that would be super cool. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting the Hellgast, taking down Colonel Radic. Oh man, that'd be super cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I hope you know we see that one day. I'm not you know holding my breath at, at, at this point because Sony at this point is just I think think is content enough to just license role-playing games from other studios and make them exclusive on their platform. Uh, but uh, I do want to maybe see them kind of revisit role-playing games. I, I would like for them to experiment on other games too. It just sounds like they want to make safe bets now from now on the the games that they know that they're going to sell slash uh, going for that live service uh, you know, mentality. It, it makes sense. 
Um, but yeah, smaller games is just a it, 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 it's a high risk, little reward kind of deal for them. It's just it, mm-hmm. they'll they'll invest so much resources on games that uh, may not as sell just as well as as other AAA games. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think Microsoft, you know, just just you know pulling it around. I think Microsoft has that avenue just because of Game Pass service. It's just one of those yeah. things that they have that kind of, well, because they're Microsoft, they have that safety net, but also at the same time, they're providing to a service, then and they're selling it a la carte too, but they're really looking at engagement in the, in the service more than actual hard number sales, that which, you know, PlayStation right. needs. Um, yeah, because like PlayStation Plus is a thing. They could do more with it, but they just choose not to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, totally fine. Which is totally fine because yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. their that's not their strategy. But um, well, there you go. That I think that wraps up our topic on PlayStation. But we're gonna let some of our friends into the cave with us, Garrett. Let's go. We're gonna party up a little bit. And some of these, a lot of these questions are actually PlayStation related, which is pretty cool. So uh, let's start with Skycatcher Gaming, who asks, "What grade would you give PlayStation for its PS Plus Classic?" PG library compared to Nintendo Switch's head-to-head, which one is better? Well, Skycatcher Gaming, first of all, there's barely any role-playing games on Nintendo Switch online. Like yeah, yeah, there's like, like nothing. <laughs> but we we rejoiced when Golden Sun came because it's what I think it's probably one of the only ones besides the Sega Genesis selection, yeah, which has Shining Force 1 and 2. And Fantasy Star. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Fantasy Star Four. Yeah, and that's pretty much it, right? There's no other yeah. role playing. <laughs> There's no Super Nintendo ones. There's, There's no n- NES ones. Right. There's no Super Mario RPG at all. There's no Final Fantasy. Nope. There's no. Nope. Oh, there's no Fire Emblem, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so no Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm thinking even the Game Boy Advance. Oh, well, there's a, there's Fire Emblem on GBA and Mario and Luigi. Oh, on that's GBA true. As well, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, so there's a couple. What's the other GBA RPG? I'm I'm forgetting. Oh man, it's what Blaze Knight really likes. That one um, series. My Nintendo Switch is nowhere near me, so I don't have any way of looking this. Anyways, up. Uh, but yeah, it's just it, it, there's some GBA RPGs, and then uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think yeah. that's yeah, the majority right. of your RPGs in Nintendo Switch Online. So yeah. yeah, like it's not a ton, but also PlayStation side. There's not a ton over there either. So um, obviously we have, you know, Wild Arms 1, 2, and 3. Because mm-hmm. um, again, this is specifically asking about the classics collection. So not the, you know, new right. new role-playing games that are in PlayStation Plus. Um, you got Grandia, um, which is on on PS, PS1. Um, and that's, and you got Legend of Dragoon as well. So that's another one. Uh, but that's it. Because they only really have, you know, PSP games. And PS1 games is kind of what their deal is. Yeah, I was trying to look actually what the list is, and I'm I'm confused on what the classic collection is because I, I, I it gives me a list, and I guess it's just all the games that able to stream up to PS3 games. Yeah, see, we're not counting those. We're counting like okay native ones, and and obviously you know there are some uh, PlayStation 2 games that are holdovers from the PlayStation 3 era, like Dark Cloud One and Two are both right, on there. Uh, like right. those are, um, were like, uh, level five games for that. Um, but you're right. Like, I don't think like in the class, in the classic games catalog, I don't think there's a ton either. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, you know, surprisingly enough, 
I might I might give it to Nintendo here. Yeah. Paper Mario Maybe. as well, right? Yeah. Uh, 64. That's true. So, yeah. That's a big one. I mean, this just makes me sad because honestly, there should be more in the PlayStation section and there just isn't, which is just because they've been so behind. A lot of the games they've been de- releasing are like either children's games or Jet Moto. It's weird. Uh, or like, <laughs> or a lot of the, the basically any game released by Sony Bend at this point. Yeah. Because um, we, we, I mean, we just got <laughs> resistance res- retribution. Yeah. Oh, man. No, all their PSP games too, because they did like the Killzone spinoff game and then right. the Resistance Killzone spinoff Mercenary. game. Uh, both yeah. Uh, both of them on PSP and those both came out too. So got it. Yeah. 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 Both both services, you know, very disappointing. But definitely I think when you lay it all out, I think PlayStation is actually probably more disappointing. So with so the far, classic yeah. game library, anyways. Yeah. Obviously, if you compare the wider net of PlayStation Plus with like the extra tier stuff, then like still contest that PlayStation Plus is better when it comes to role-playing games. But um, but I do think with the classic stuff. Switch is probably better in the current moment. But it's so weird. It's, it's a- both PlayStation and I'm looking at IGN. They 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 just lug all the sh- the games you can stream yeah. as a PlayStation Plus uh classic games catalog. Cuz you got those Atelier games that you you, you have a lot of Atelier games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Star Ocean, yeah. uh three Star Ocean games. Yeah. You got uh yeah, Rogue Galaxy, um yeah, you got a lot of stuff in here. Dark Cloud 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So, Wild Arms 3 on there. Yep. Um, yeah. Which I, I did mention that those are those are available as like downloadable games as well. You don't have to stream them. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Yeah, because they were made available during the PS4 era, and they just happened to move right. them over. Right, they, they just ported them over, yeah. That's true. Yeah, because we had a list of like 20 games that were ported from PlayStation 4 three to PlayStation or PlayStation two to PlayStation four during the PS4 era that mm-hmm. then got, you know, released as part of PlayStation. Plus we, we got Dragon's Lair and Dragon's Lair two time warp. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You can play. I mean, the only game we're missing at this point, Garrett is VIP starring Pamela Anderson. Yeah, for the the PlayStation time. One. There we go. Tell you that you're keeping count of this. <laughs> it just makes me want to keep doing it more. Ooh, but, rough. Uh, next up, we got Kevin Ainsworth who says, the year of RPGs has already been great, and for PlayStation, we still have Final Fantasy from Rebirth, Trails through Daybreak, and now Ease X Nordics. What could be possibly ask for more than this? The answer, Kevin Ainsworth, is just more. We need MOAR RPGs. We need more RPGs. We need more. It's not RPGs, enough to yeah. satiate us. We we need uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia uh, Sisters versus Sisters at some point. You know, that just D- needs didn't to be that just get released? It did just get released. Yeah, like oh, earlier. We need more than that. Yeah, so those three games I probably won't play. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, I'm happy for all the other folks out there who are big RPG fans for PlayStation. It's a good year for Falcom fans. Yeah, I'll good, I'll say it's that. a very good year for Falcom. I feel like it's a good generation for Falcom fans. You know, they got all their okay. games ported up and uh, localized. So, yeah. Nice. Next up, we got Naga Shaka who asks, which PS1 role-playing games would you recommend people check out on the PS3 digital store? Oh my gosh. This is an interesting question. Because like very specific. I don't think you you even know what's on the PS3 digital store at this point. I can guess. No, let alone, I just don't think you've played a lot of PS1 role-playing games. So um, not much. I will tell you, Garrett. 
there is one game you can't play on the PS3 digital store. And that, of course, is VIP starring oh, no. Pamela Anderson for the PlayStation 1. But, and that's why I have a physical version of it. And I actually, I, I brought it over to my desk because we were talking about it after the PlayStation drive because we were talking about like PS1 games that fully I should play. Oh, um, yeah, that's this came up in conversation. Uh, Pepsi Man came up in conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about a lot of good PS1 games. In fact, Garrett, if you've never seen Pepsi Man on the PlayStation 1 before, no. you should look it up after the show. That game is great. Oh, I feel like I, uh, I'm tripping on something. <laughs> seeing a but Pepsi anyway, Man. <laughs> I mean, it's the only Pepsi-themed uh, video game on the PlayStation consoles, Garrett. Is there is there other PlayStation... Oh, no, Pepsi-themed games in general, I guess. There are Pepsi, other Pepsi-themed games. I'm done. Well. I'm there's, done with this conversation. <laughs> there's also there's also 7-Up-themed video games, too, Garrett. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is rough. But anyways, getting back to Nagachaka's question about the PlayStation 1 games on the PS3 store. Yes. Obviously, my always go-to one, the most boring answer in the whole world is Parasite Eve. Y'all should play that Just game. Play it. It's It's $5 on the PS3 store. Like, what are you waiting for? You can even pick up Parasite Eve 2, and it's cheaper than going to a, on a trip to McDonald's at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, may, you may as well grab those. That's the boring answer. Um, but I'm going to actually give you, Nagachaka, an answer that for a game that looks that's really cool, but like most people don't talk about and is also a very expensive game, but it's very cheap on the PlayStation Store. And this game Vanguard Bandits. Have you ever heard of Vanguard Bandits before? I can't say that I have, no. Mm -mm. Okay, so Vanguard Bandits, first of all, it was another localized game from Working Designs, who localized, of course, Lunar, which you're playing right now. Um, And this game's all about mechs. It's like a turn-based role-playing game. Uh, It's like a strategy role-playing game. Uh, It's got mechs, and it's really, really cool. This is a game that just... Nobody played because it was in very low supply and at reviews at the time were not kind to it because of the fact that the visuals were too similar to Super Nintendo style graphics. Mm-hmm. But but as time has gone on, we've come to appreciate that more and more and more because that's actually aged better than a lot of PlayStation 1 role-playing games. Yeah. Uh, it's got, you know, great cutscenes and it's got full voice acting. Like this game's pretty cool. And a lot of people just did not play it. They don't know it exists. And the fact that it, it's on the store for $5, whereas you could go on eBay and get a $300 complete copy of this Ooh, game. Buddy. Uh, that's that's a, it's a good discount. And one that I recommend people get get before it disappears from the store. So that's my, that's my recommendation. Vanguard Bandits. But also, come on, Nagachaka, what are you doing? Who, who even are you if you haven't played Parasite Eve yet? Especially Nagachaka, who I know likes Resident Evil and likes role-playing. Oh, um, like, he would, he like, would just be... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that yeah. would be the end all be all. That that would be his like, game. His his That's favorite it. series of all time is Resident Evil. I know, Garrett. I know. And he likes rope like turn based role playing games. I'm like, this what are perfect. you doing, man? What I, are you doing? You know, I just hope uh, a Parasite Eve remake is is exists. You know, in in some capacity, it would be really cool. Even just a, you know, not even a remake, just like a remaster. Just like, hey, this is kind of scaled up, and it's kind of it, like like Tomb Raider. You know, just like here, here's you know some new lighting, yeah. new skin overlay. I would be so down with that. <laughs> Honestly, this is that like Parasite Eve is one of those games that I fully expected that at some point they were going to give the same treatment that they gave to Chrono Cross. Or right. the Final Fantasy PS1 games where they just release kind of the game as is, but with like little like enhanced features and just call it a day. 
And you know what? I'd be, I'd be fine. With I'd that. be totally fine with that. Yeah, I would. I would get it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would be there day one. Um, but heck, at this point, I would be fine with them just adding it to the PlayStation Plus catalog because then I just have it because I already own the game on the PlayStation Three. Question: uh, Is there any Square Enix games in these services, Nintendo or even PlayStation Classic? I don't. I don't think nope. so. I don't think I mean, they just want to bring them over. I, I so think. they have like game. They have their modern games in like the right. the extra tier right, right, right. or on Game Pass. But you're right; they don't have them in like the retro game section right. of these stores. Although technically, PlayStation called the Final Fantasy games that came to PlayStation Plus, and I'm using big big air quotes right. on the video version um, as like the classics as where you basically in order to play. I think Final Fantasy 10 or 12 or 9 on PlayStation Plus, you have to have premium because they're part of the classics game library. Oh, okay. That's that's even though they were released on PlayStation 5. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're PS4 versions uh of yeah. themselves. Yeah. Interesting. Same same with like Bioshock. The Bioshock collection is in that same boat too. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's really? so weird. Bioshock? You sure about that? I thought I thought this co- the collection was the the PS plus premium collection was saved for games that were on the PlayStation one, PlayStation two or PlayStation three or PlayStation portable. Right. Right. That's, that's a little yeah. weird. I, I don't like this blending of like, Hey, here's some updated ports. And then you could stream some of this, some of these games from PS one, PS two and PS three. It's just a little weird, but yeah. Okay. Well, no, the, again, all the games that they've been re- releasing for PlayStation one, two and portable you can stream them, but you can also download and play them. Okay. And they're also yeah, available. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're all available a la carte from the store. So you don't actually have to have PlayStation Plus. You can just go buy them from the store. And they're usually $10, I think, to, mm-hmm. to buy. I actually, I or, think it's it, it, it's actually a la carte. And then sometimes they're not a la carte. Like it depends. Yeah, there, right? there's a couple like that. Resident Evil Director's Cut for the PlayStation 1 is like that, where it doesn't have an a la carte version. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. That's just what they did. Um, but for the most part, if they were available on the PlayStation three store to buy, then generally they're available a la carte. I see. I see. Like, cool. or, or likewise, if you bought them on PS three, your purchase carries over. So you just download them. And so it's really out. PS three games is, is streaming. Like, yeah, it's yeah, only yeah. the PS three. games. Okay. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. But. So if you want to play, <laughs> you know, a record of egress war, on the PlayStation 3, Garrett. You want, like, you want to play the four Atelier games that are on PS3, but also on Steam. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they have PS4 versions of that in a collection of some kind, too. Um, they probably do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they do, actually. It's insane. Because <laughs> I think they've re-released almost all of the Atelier games. I think they did, because they had like three big uh, trilogy collections of some kind uh, yeah. re-released. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question comes to us from Fulia, who says, I've been playing through Iodin Chronicles Rising recently, and I have really been enjoying it. Currently available on PlayStation Plus Extra Library. Like Fulia has talked about it on PlayStation Drive. She's actually playing it because of PlayStation Plus. Nice. Um, and she didn't know the game was part of another game or even a prequel right, until she started right. playing it and researching it more. Um, I feel like some other RPGs could uh, get might get more people playing them if they had a similar prequel style game. So my question is, what role-playing game do you think should have a short prequel mm. to then kind of tee up the, the main game? Um, that's a, that's this a is a question. tough one. That's a good question. Because, yeah, 
I think it's a good question. I also th- feel like it's tough for me to say this about like I recommend this for role playing games that have like a hundred hour long experience. Oh yeah, yeah. So something like Persona Five, um, for example, like there shouldn't. I don't think there should be a Persona, uh, like prequel. That'd be weird to then lead into the official game. Like I just don't think that makes sense. A lot of sense, right? Um, one of the nice things though about Iodin Chronicles Rising and then Hundred Heroes though is that by them doing like a prequel kind of chapter mm-hmm. or or game, it allows them to do a game in that universe with the characters from the 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 see the the actual game, but in a different genre, mm-hmm. which is interesting because because uh rising is like a side-scrolling action RPG, whereas the full game, as we know, is a turn-based role-playing game. Mm-hmm. So um, that could allow, you know, another company to kind of switch things up a little bit. Cause like one thing that you could do is like final fantasy 16 as an example could have had something like this where they had like a prequel game that kind of sets up the world of final fantasy 16 in like a turn-based role-playing game format that then leads into the main game. That's an action RPG. Mm-hmm. So then you satiate fans of turn-based games that then get invested in the story and then make them want to play final fantasy 16, despite the fact that it's a different genre and a genre they don't like called final so. fantasy 16 two. Yeah. Or, or, you know, uh, final fantasy 16 rising. And oh, then oh, final fantasy 16. Yeah. Point point two, a fragmentary <laughs> passage over two. like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> exactly. I think that, yeah, I, I like the Final Fantasy one or 16 one for sure, just because you do kind of just drop in and like, yeah. hey, this is the world. This is how it is. And this is how the story's going to be for your main character. Um, yeah. Having a filler game, not a filler game, but like a, I wouldn't even say a prequel, just a game that can fill in like the time gaps in Final Fantasy 16 yeah. would be really cool. I would like it more, less arcadey and just more, I would say like a Final Fantasy 7 remake kind of uh, mechanic going where it is action, but also you could do a, a turn, like stop and do some turn based stuff if you need to, uh, which be, it, that would be kind of cool. I think one game that really gravitated me to, to say is actually Sea of Stars. Um, okay. Because I think uh, you know they did a pretty good job of like explaining the characters that are in the game, but there's a lot of uh, characters they meet down the road, and then also just side characters that they have a big backstory that I would like to see um, how you know they came to be in their uh, situations. I know, isn't it the messenger uh, is a is tied into the universe, so I don't know how much connection there is with Sea of Stars. Um, yeah, but, as far as I yeah. know, of there's not much. Yeah, but I also haven't played Sea of Stars yet. It's on my list to play this year, mm-hmm. but I've not played. There's it a yet. lot of cool background character uh, thing, like in, in like uh, later on in the game, which I would totally like a prequel of. It's like, hey, let me let me play through this, or even just like a DLC of some kind. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, a lot of times, a lot of the these other companies will explore this kind of concept through DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, like we've got that Final Fantasy 16 DLC coming as well. The the um, second wave, soon. yeah, because they've done the first wave so far, and yeah. I'm actually thinking about picking that up once the second wave comes out and play yeah. through those. I, I'm all in to play it as well when the the second wave comes out. I'm like mm-hmm. waiting for that at this point. There's because otherwise I I don't want to play it and then come back to it later. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. cool. Not when there's so much Persona Three to play, Garrett. So. <laughs> 
we're getting there. You know, I, I think yeah. Yeah, we're, we're about, it's, it's crazy to think that we're almost, we're like a little over halfway through a persona game <laughs> after yeah. a few weeks, you know, normally it takes months yeah. <laughs> for those games. Normally. No, honestly, oh, I'd man. be probably much fa- farther along if I didn't have, if we, I wasn't packing. That's true. You know, yeah. getting ready to move has been tough, but like this, like after all this stuff is like all settled, like, you better believe I'm, I'm like going all in with this game to like try and get to the end mm-hmm. because I'm excited to finish it. And also because seven rebirth is like literally coming out in seven days. It's, it's, so. a, it's around the corner, man. It's, it's knocking yeah. on the door. But I'm also, I also talked about it on the show before. I'm like, do I even play seven rebirth at launch? Cause like unicorn overlord staring it's at right me and there, it's right man. there. And it's like, I don't think I can finish Seven Rebirth in the time before Unicorn Overlord comes out. That's good. And I'm like much more excited about that than Seven Remake, mm-hmm. which is weird to say, but I'm just a bit, it's that much of a fan of Vanillaware that I'm, I'm That's true. that more, much more excited about it. But um, anyways, anyways. That, that concludes all the questions for this evening. But before we go, Garrett, of course, we have to hear uh, from our patrons, of course. of course. Huge thank you to all of our patrons who support us over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. We're going to start with our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from the Quest 4 Pixels podcast. You can check them out over at youtube.com slash Quest 4 Pixels today. That's, that's the number four, Garrett, not the you know, four spelled out. It's, it's literally F-O-U-R. the number four. Got it. Literally number four. Also, we got Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox drive and the PlayStation drive. You can check out his link tree link tr.ee slash pme.jib. Of course, the link is in the description of this podcast. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. You can check them out over at phoenixoverdrive.com. And of course, you know, maybe come hanging out with us at uh, the Extra Life 2024 this year. Just saying. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, And also Quagmire, who humbly reminds you that the best babes are in fact Xeno babes, as well as our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Awesome Dave 1337, blah, blah, blah. Bowser, Brad Moore, Brian Reese, Cecily Carroza, Croco Kyle, Dan and Luma, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Jan32, Marcus O'Neill, Paige EP, and Tim Off. Thank you all again for all your all of our patrons, whether you're at the gold membership, the ultimate producer level, or even if you're just subscribed to the $1 tier. Huge thank you to all our patrons. Y'all rock. And of course, links to all of our ultimate producers can be found below. Well, Garrett. Yes. Plugs go. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blind Explosion, and you know the rest. I'm I'm on Discord. Talk to me. Okay. Talk to me uh, all about Steam Deck. Actually, just nothing but Steam Deck and or other PC handhelds because that's that's what I like to talk about a lot. So there you go. You're you're one step away, Garrett. Yeah. From being a uh, being like Lockwith or Fulia and getting a, a GarrettBland.card.co, and then just having all your stuff there. No, I, I I would enjoy it. Um, you know. A one-stop shop. One-stop shop. One-stop for Garrett Bland. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, as for me, you know, find me on the old Twitter at Ryan Turford or X. X. I'm, I'm, I old, said Twitter, but then Twitter. did the X thing. There we go. <laughs> yeah. X go and give it to you. Uh, you can also find us on X, X. at Carpool Gaming as well. Uh, YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming. Of course, podcast services around the globe. So for Garrett Bland, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the 124th level of the RPG game, and we're out. Bye-bye.